Welcome to the On Point Podcast, a channel dedicated to helping you be the best hunter you can be. On Point is designed to help motivate and inspire you to get more out of yourself and your gear during your next hunt. If you're looking for information that will directly impact your success and help inspire you to go on new adventures, whether you're hunting with a bow or a rifle, On Point is the channel for you. Alright guys, this week's episode on the podcast, I get to sit down with my brother Gavin and my hunting partner Mitch and talk about a hunt we all got to go on where Gavin drew the Heart Mountain Bighorn Sheep Tag, which is a prestigious refuge in Oregon. It's a once in a lifetime tag. Literally, if you draw this tag, a sheep tag in Oregon, you can never go on another one in Oregon again. You only get one shot. And uh, what an amazing experience it turned out to be for Mitch and I to be able to join and film along for a couple days. And then after we left, it got really crazy. So Gavin's going to tell the story about how F-16 fighter jets played a role in his bighorn sheep hunt, uh, heat exhaustion, the highs and the lows of just hunting in general. And man, this, this hunt was a roller coaster ride for sure. So I really hope you guys enjoy, and I will see you in the end. Talk to you soon. Well, I'm ready. How about you guys? Yeah. Yes, sir. Okay. Okay. <laughs> we were doing O's for sound checks, and it got real weird <laughs> real quick. <laughs> so uh, I'll let you guys do your own intros then. So who am I sitting down with? I'm Mitchell Dixon, <laughs> your hunting partner and friend. Mm-hmm. And? Bowhunter extraordinaire. There you go. <laughs> Gavin Weaver, uh, your older brother and wiser wiser faster faster stronger yeah rounder <laughs> <laughs> so uh we touched on your, your on your bighorn hunt a few episodes ago and it's one of a lifetime hunt but then when you add in like f-16s and all these other other cool things that happened you got deserted by some hunting partners that was really neat. Midway through the hunt, <laughs> which I'm not too proud of. We're, we're going we're gonna to come out here smelling like crap, Mitchell. <laughs> nope. Half of my camp left for a general season elk hunt. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> uh, but I want to get into this this bighorn hunt because it's it's once in a lifetime. And then there was some really cool stuff that happened throughout that hunt. So uh, for, for people that are tuning into this thing, uh, Gavin drew the – well, what year was it? 2015. It's, uh, it's already been 2015. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Time flies. Third year now. Um, no, were you sure it was 2015? Because yeah. we've we've been going over to, to uh, our elk spot for four years now. Yeah, because it was 15, and then two years later, Jeff drew heart antelope for 16. Yeah. Well, last year was yeah. 17. Yeah. yeah. So the year before that was 16, and then 15. Yeah. Yeah. But we've been going over to our elk spot for like four years now. Right. It be... seems weird because hunting season isn't here yet. Yeah. But it's 2018. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, you're talking so. to a guy that graduated in Algebra 2. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you had the bighorn tag. Mm-hmm. Uh, walk me through the, the draw process because you weren't even going to put in for it. Yeah. So I didn't put in for it on my own. I wrote down all of my draw selections on a piece of paper. My wife puts all of hers on hers. Uh-huh. And she came into my work. She said, hey, I'm going to go do the draw, but you didn't put your sheep on here. And I was like, well, we're not going to draw anyways to save the eight bucks. Mm-hmm. So that's our conversation. Tag results come out. I still don't even know that I'm in the running for sheep. Uh-huh. And then I log in. I was like, 
uh, I think you actually let me know that results were out. And so I logged in and I was like, what the sheet? <laughs> Heart Mountain, successful. Look to the right. Heart Mountain to the left, successful to the right. Holy, you know, and then um, it was like a pageant winning like fanning my face and tears and <laughs> yelling and crying and calling everyone night one. And yeah. I remember calling a good buddy, uh, Joe. And I was like, dude, best news ever. And we're like a month away from three weeks away from having our uh, son. And he's like, Oh my gosh, was your kid born today? I'm like, no, even better. <laughs> and he's like, he guessed, he's like, you drew a sheep tag. I'm like, yes. Oh my gosh. So it was pretty cool that we were on the same page knowing what would be even better than that. But, um, yeah, so now my wife was like, you better be this excited when our son's born. And I was like, I promise I will. I, <laughs> I spoke out of pocket. I didn't mean it, you know, that kind of thing. But um, yeah, it was pretty cool. And like, she didn't listen to me. She knew exactly where I would hunt. So she put me in for it at the mm-hmm. uh, Fred Meyer store in Roseburg and got lucky on June 10th. So if you want to draw a bighorn tag, you have to put in at Roseburg, Fred Roseburg, Meyer. Fred Meyers, and probably a girl there named Stacy or something. Probably a part-time seasonal. <laughs> <laughs> probably a person that was in high school and now they're in college. Paying union dues and got upset about it. <laughs> Where's she at? Let's go visit, <laughs> go visit Nick least. He is the one. <laughs> it was, it was uh, pretty cool to get a tag that you didn't know you were in for. This is Yeah. I mean, and you went over there and you scouted a few times. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, for, for folks that don't know, Heart Mountain is obviously Eastern Oregon, but you're hunting Californian, California, big, California, big Rams, uh, or, uh, Rams. Mm-hmm. And those are a little bit smaller than the Rocky mountain Rams, right? Yeah. Pretty significantly yeah. smaller. So what's a good Ram on, on Heart Mountain? I think the average is like 146 over like the last right. five or six years. So right. 150 is kind of the number to break. Okay. I think someone shot one that was 160 or better last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's probably a couple more up there, but 150 to 160 is the the target. And so when you draw the tag, you're required. Are you required to go to those classes? Tell me what, what the classes were and everything. There's a FANAS class in the Dalles, and essentially it's a group organization that helps educate you on, on your sheep hunts, what to look for, how to judge them, age class. Mm-hmm. They have prior sheep hunters there that have hunted before, and they give their experiences and what they did, what they did wrong, and what they could have done better. And it's just all the biologists for Oregon are in the area too. And they actually have like dedicated one. Like I sat down with my biologist for half hour, 45 minutes, him and I only looking at maps circling. There are 10 Rams here. (laughs) There are 15 Rams here. The last time I did my flyover or whatever it was. So it was really cool to meet other sheep hunters and then talk to the biologist specifically to your area. Mm. And so how many times did you go over there and go scout? And did you find anything worth keeping Mm, track of? Three or four scouting trips, maybe. Uh, not too many. And then there Six was hours a piece one way. Yeah. It's, it's a drive and yeah. then it would be a weekend trip. So, I mean, it's a long weekend. Um, there was a Ram there that we'll talk about later that mm-hmm. caught my attention. And then there was a handful of other second place applicants that ended up doing the job. Um, not tagging the, the Ram I wanted, but, um, it's pretty cool to start. Oh, there's, there he is. There he is. There he is. And then seeing him over and over and over again mm-hmm. and having, hours of video and photos and helping how, you know, your kids are helping name the Rams and <laughs> they all like minions. So every Ram had like a minion name, like Bob and Dave and <laughs> Kevin and all that stuff. So right. it was pretty cool. So go through, go through the, the scouting process. I mean, cause this is really big country. I mean, I'll, I will go through what happened to my feet later in the mm-hmm. process, but um, it's a really demanding country. I mean, when we, when we arrived and we went hunting for the couple days, Mm-hmm. I, well, we were worn out. I was worn out anyways. 
and uh, it was some seriously steep country. That first hunt we did was pretty no joke. The one up behind camp. Yeah, yeah. below the cliff. Yeah, that yeah. was some serious stuff. Yeah, just to see a bunch of ewes. Yeah, we saw a bunch. <laughs> we didn't see didn't any we, like, rams see, like, or anything. Forty something ewes. Yeah, it was there bad. Or something like that. Yeah. And antelope and on like yeah, really weird terrain for antelope. Yeah, it was that was an awful hunt. But so day one. I go over with Jeff, Sebastian, and uh, we we get there at like, I don't know, I want to say it's like two or three in the morning, mm-hmm. daylights in three or four hours or whatever it is, two, three hours, and we don't know where to go. We don't worry where to set up camp yet, so we just park at the headquarter, like, general parking area where you'd walk in to go talk to the guy, mm-hmm. and they've got like this bright white parking light, and of course, we park right under it, can't sleep. He snores super loud. Yes, he We does. sleep inside the pickup. <laughs> So I don't sleep hardly at all after driving all night and get up and go out Poker Gym Ridge, park the truck, and start our scouting from there. So mm-hmm. it was pretty cool to see your first rams when we walked up on the flat. Um, that Poker Gym Ridge is interesting because it has, like, a lot of false tops. Mm-hmm. Like, you think you made it, and then, oh, there's another rise. And then you thought, oh, that's the last rise. And then you do that, like, four or five times, and you finally get on top. And Jeff was the first one to spot them. And there was probably, I don't know, eight or ten rams in that group. And now knowing the one I shot, um, there was probably one, maybe two in that group of 10 on poker gym that were bigger than the one that I ended up harvesting. But hmm. it was just really exciting to see your first, first right. ram. Yeah. So how do you know a good ram when you see one? How, do you, how are you judging these things and, and what would be a basically, basically a good ram? So uh, Some of the tips, I guess, would be don't judge them from behind. Try to get side and front profiles. Really? Um, making sure that there's a super narrow gap between their bases on their on top of their head so less than an inch or inch or inch and a half or less what's a good hair. what's a good circumference for a base um i'm trying to remember what ours were um i want to say they were close to 14 inches like 13 and 7 8 inch bases which is big which is good yeah and it ended up being i think there were seven and a half and an eight and a half year old rams are the ones that mm. myself and the non-resident ended up harvesting but um so that, and then it depends on what you want. Like, so mine has lamb tips that kind of come out and flare out to the side that weren't broomed off. Mm-hmm. And the other non-resident ram that was harvested was super broomed off, which meant he had really great mass all the way down, but his horn length wasn't as long. So there's a lot of variety in there. If you want a lamb tipped one that didn't broom off, or if you wanted a broom off ram. Hmm. And so you're talking about this, uh, and that's another part of the story that we got to get into here is the out of state resident. What was his name? Eric. Eric. Mm -hmm. So you guys, you took a really big chance on that one, man. And I I can't say I would have done that too, bringing in another guy on a a once-in-a-lifetime hunt that you don't know that could totally stab you in the back. Yeah, it was like, so I didn't do it just, oh, I'm going to reach out to this guy. This is so awesome. And I'm going to tell him all the (laughs) the sheep I'm finding and let him know like GPS locations just based on a whim. Mm -hmm. Um, I got in touch with a guy who hunted a few years prior to me named Dave uh, Smith and, uh, he runs or owns DSD decoys in Mm -hmm. Portland. So him and I talked a lot through the summer and it was like, what do you think I should do? Like I want to hunt these sheep. I don't want anyone else in there. That's going to mess it up. I'm going to get super upset if something happens. So Dave and I were pretty much just like, be full disclosure, befriend the guy, be super nice, introduce him like to your fan, like just kill him with kindness and hopefully get the respect in return. And it worked out really well. Mm Mm-hmm. And so you guys ended up hunting together, right? Yeah, we actually met for the first time the night before season started at his camp. And it was kind of like, mm. hi, I'm Gavin. Hi, I'm Eric. And, but we've been talking for June, July, August, September, almost three months. Really? Every week. Hmm. 
And it's like, hey, I saw this many, and I'd shoot him a text, and oh, awesome, because he lives in Snohomish, Washington. Mm -hmm. So he's not going to get down for a scouting trip. Oh, really? Yeah, so he arrived a few days before season and did some scouting and didn't see any sheep. So he was getting kind of in a panic mode. It's like, it's all right, we'll find them. We know where they're at. Um, yeah, and he was there with his dad, too, I think. Yeah, and it was really weird because the night before <laughs> season, it snowed. <laughs> yeah. It was just like, okay, where are they? Yeah, so it kind of <laughs> just changed everything right out the gate. Right. So um, so let's go over day one. Mitch and I drive. Uh, what time did we get there? It was still daylight. It was still daylight it was before dinner. barely daylight. Was That's it? right, yep. Okay. I remember we were losing it on that long straight stretch out to Hard Mountain. <laughs> <laughs> and then you take your left. And we passed them once, I think. We probably did. And uh, turned back around, and it was just getting dark. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Went straight to bed. I remember that. Yeah. And uh, we slept in your guys' RV. Or, uh, oh, yeah. That was like a sleep six, but we had like eight or nine people in yeah, there. Yeah, I slept thing. on the floor next to the vent, and I was <laughs> yeah. nice and warm, which, which stole the heat from everybody else. <laughs> and your dad. I can't or the, cool, the coolness. No, it was coolness, right? Or I stole the vent from everybody else anyways. That's how I roll. It snowed the night before. Yeah, it was pretty it was cold. cold. Yeah. <laughs> And um, and then we get up and we go hunting. Yeah, so we go hunting and um, hike. We we did a hunt that where we had seen a few sheep, but not a ton, and just to kind of get a game plan and and more of like another scouting trip almost to be like, hey, they're not where they had been. Let's go see if they're somewhere else. Mm -hmm. And uh, of course they weren't, and that was a huge hike, way big hike around camp, um, below the cliffs, and ended up. I don't think we saw a ram. I don't recall, but I don't think we saw a ram. Or if no, we did, we they were small. We didn't. Yeah, nothing even worth even thinking about shooting. Yeah, that I remember. You remember anything? No, but I remember. I no. think it was your dad that was like, "We saw the first sheep. <laughs> <laughs> we saw that first sheep, and he's like, shoot him, shoot him, shoot him, oh, shoot him.' I'm like, yeah, shoot him, shoot him, shoot him, shoot him. One. And I, I say like, you. <laughs> <laughs> it's well, got horns. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, no, uh, we can do better. <laughs> not everybody went to a class. Kevin. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> <laughs> it was. He was a blast uh, to have there, though. He, he was fun. He didn't like that hike, man. No, no. oh my gosh, I, I thought that was gonna kill him all I, the way down. He had, had to, to split out early. I, yeah, I had him. to bail on you guys to make sure he got out of there. And yeah. when I caught up with him, he wasn't. He didn't he, know what to do. He chose the worst path down the mountain. <laughs> we made it down there. We had to clear a lot of brush. And <laughs> he could barely walk. Oh Jesus! I felt so bad. Yeah, because that was like hunt number one. Yeah, and he's got bad legs shoulders back everything that was cool much. though that he wanted to go and that he went up there. no he was a sport about it until about the end of the first hunt <laughs> <laughs> yeah. day one done day well, one we started from uh that you know up on top and we kind of yeah. just worked our way towards above camp and you, mm -hmm. when it was all said and done we were trying to get back to camp you can see it and it's like four miles away yeah about <laughs> it's not very far 700 feet elevation <laughs> difference or something yeah it's like that's where we gotta go that's yeah and there's nothing but rock faces and canyons and mm. If and I remember cliffs. right, I think I remember you either watching you guys come down or did you beat us? I I think we beat you I guys. I think they oh, cause beat like, us, but we could look back and see yeah, where they see came what they down. Came down. I'm like, what in the heck were they doing? Yeah. yeah. It wasn't but, easy. Because uh, it, it wasn't easy where was we tough. came down either. I mean, it was all downhill and yeah. pretty darn steep where we even came down. I'm a slow walker. I think I was the last one back. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was running up and down the hills because I was trying to get all the footage necessary yeah. to get. I mean, I was I was beat. Yeah. But uh, so day one turned up like a bunch of lambs and ewes. Yeah, and then a bunch mm -hmm. of antelope that were in no man's land for antelope, you know, above and below cliffs on these little flat spots. Yeah, not typical nice yeah. flat places. No, no, no. And uh, we went from pretty much heroes to zeros real quick as far as our confidence <laughs> level. Yeah, it was <laughs> holy crap. What do we do now? Uh, this might not be as easy as we thought it was going to be. Yeah, so day two. 
yeah. we start early and go out poker gym ridge to go try to find those eight or ten rams that i had got tabs on before and that's a quite a walk from the truck that's just to a the long rim. walk too that was like four to five miles yeah, was six miles around probably five miles Pro- at least that and then yeah. like you were saying false horizons over and over and over <laughs> yeah. and over again and, and then we right then we get a shock to the system and it was a lot faster on the way out yeah that was uh so we're sitting there and we had gone way down where we worked our way way down poker gym rage and we're sitting down kind of by a guzzler tucked into the shade a little bit i think some of us might have been sleeping i'm not sure snacking and mm. and all you see is this dust cloud coming down <laughs> and it's my mom and a Nissan pickup breaking about Baja four shocks. 500. Yeah. <laughs> broke every shock. I'm not pickup. I think they needed to buy three shocks after that. It, oh, I probably still do. I don't think they did. And then, um, oh, turn on the radio and it's like, are you trying to get a hold of us? And then, yeah, yeah, yeah. We found Bob and Bob is the target sheep yeah. that we uh, wanted to go after. It, probably 155, 157. He's probably close. Yeah. Close to 160 maybe. Yeah. Um, but he just, very symmetrical, great mass all the way. Th- it was just a beautiful representative of, of the sheep yeah. that are on the mountain. He was the ram in that He was group. the ram of the group. He was the yeah. stud of the group. Yep. And uh, so it's like, oh, my gosh, they found Bob. So it's get our gear and back to the truck as fast as we can. Um, and then there's, what, three or four rigs parked on the side of the road by the mm-hmm. time we're there and get out. And everyone's in lawn chairs and <laughs> staring up at the mountain. And right. there's Bob with his four or five buddies. Blow some rim rock, flat. The perfect spot. The perfect spot. They were them. they were bedded up in some shade, and yeah. the sun was going to keep moving, and they were going to stay in the shade. And eventually, you could see that the shade was going to run out, and mm-hmm. they were going to have to move. Yeah. Uh, but we made a move before that, and got all the way up, and I think it was 226 yards. Mm-hmm. I think, and uh, it's hard to set up shooting sticks and shale. Right. It just didn't didn't work. And well, and uh, you should probably talk about the gun. Too. Yeah. So my 270, I shoot a Ruger. With a tank safety, 270, old old school style, just regular old Ruger 270. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know what happened with it, but before I went on the stock, it was just kind of checking, going over all the gear, and my scope mounts had loosened. Something happened. Right. Screw back. To, something happened where there was movement or play in the scope. So then I borrowed a rifle, hadn't shot it yet, um, but it was one of those, I need a gun and we need to go. Right. And grabbed the gun, and uh, myself, Garrett, and Eric... Made a big half moon around the sheet. Got up almost exactly across from them. Uh, wind was good. Tried to be as quiet as you can with shale mm-hmm. and just sliding down. And I was trying to get the sticks in place, trying to get the sticks in place. And it was going to be, I'll shoot first. Hopefully, either right as he stands up out of his bed and, and, and not rushed. And then Eric dumps the next one. Yeah. And it was like, oh, nope. No waiting now. Here they go. And yep. I, I just remember blatantly just going sticks as quick as I could gun safety off going from his backside to his front, pulling the trigger and sailing one. Mm-hmm. Um, probably the most heartbreaking <laughs> situation. Cause oh, man. I've had, I don't know, six or eight people there to help pack. We could have taken them out hold of the road. Yeah. I mean, it was just an ideal situation. And then it sounded like world war two with me and Eric just boom, 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 yeah. boom. And, um, result was zero Rams and probably uh, don't recall ever seeing Bob again. A lot of broken spirits. Yeah, it was day we, two, and yeah. Do we ever see that herd again? No. Yeah, no. I, I talked to someone else, um, who a hiker who went up on top and had seen him. Really? Yep. Mm. Um, and they're like describing them like, yeah, and how many were? Yep, cool. So, mm. um, they're all up there on top alive, and but we didn't see him again. No. So, uh, you know, the gun that 
that uh, we can blame Mitchell because it was his gun that he. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no one's fault. Just no, it's, it's I mean, just part of shoot not shooting it. Just using a gun that you're not familiar with. I seem to remember checking it afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> it all checked out. I'm sure it was on. Yeah. No, it, sure it was, it was on. on. It was on. It's it, just it, when you shoulder it and it's not your rifle and you don't practice yeah. with it, it was uh, what I should have done. Honestly, looking back again, it's I should have taken my 270, driven three miles down the road, mm-hmm. screwed this thing back in, shot it, and went back up and killed him. He probably would have been right there. You probably would have had enough time, too. Probably. Yeah. But you don't know that yeah. until it's too late. And so I was like, well, I have a rifle here, and I'm confident that it's going to be on. Yeah, it's only 200-something yards. 220 yards. Yeah. And boom, right up top. Yeah. So um, I was there, and I, I, I got all that on film and everything. That was heartbreaking, man. Yeah, I don't even watch it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so after that, you and Eric both swung and missed. Yep. And now we're like, what the heck are we going to do? We've only, those were the only Rams we've seen. Those are the only ones yeah. that we knew about, me and Mitch. And we have a killer tip on some general elk hunting. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It's just, yeah, and, burning tags in your pocket. Yeah. yeah. And uh, we bailed. <laughs> There's no other better good way to say it. But it was pretty cool. Did though, we bail that night? I think so. It was like get home and go. Yeah. And uh, you know, I think you don't know. If no, we wait. No, we did leave that night. We did yeah, leave that night. I think so it I was like know, pack. That was the evening when all this was going down. We left that morning. I thought I don't know it was like pack everything up, go and yeah. like it was still pretty early. It was around noon. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, ass from poker gym. Yeah, yeah. It was and, crazy. Uh, it was pretty cool though that you guys got to see what like a real ram. Yeah. Opposed to the lambs and use right. it was like it was like these are what we're after. But hindsight. I wish we would have stayed because it got good. It got good and it got exhausting, tiring. And yeah, you I could use two extra. Packs. I don't know that I've ever <laughs> been that exhausted and so dehydrated and like no sweat out of a hunt ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So me and Mitch take off. We go north to go elk hunting. Which you guys killed Which, or did not? Kill by the anything? way, was the best elk hunting time I've ever had. Period. Yeah. It was insane. We didn't kill anything. <laughs> <laughs> game changer, though. but it was yeah, game changer. But it was <laughs> the craziest what four days of elk hunting I've ever had. Period. I just hope not you that guys, that justifies it, but I just hope either one of you draw a big one cheap tag <laughs> and I leave for like a grouse sage grouse permit or something like that. <laughs> you got to give us two days. Yeah, yeah, you got to give us two days. I'll give you two days. <laughs> Hope we get a chance. Day and a half. Um, that's not the proudest moment in my hunting career. <laughs> it's okay, it's, but uh, it, it worked out. We live and learn. So now you're down to you, Jeff, and Eric. Yeah. Eric's dad's not really good to pack. My wife leaves the next day. Yeah, and takes the kids. She? How dare she? My buddy Joe leaves the next day. Oh yeah. You guys both leave. Dave, yeah. the dad leaves. So I lost five or six people. Yeah. Um, the next day. You so see that's how that works? To... You miss a ram, you lose all your friends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He can't hit anything. We're gone. <laughs> right. So then it's mom, Jeff, myself, and Eric and his dad. Yeah. And his dad's at an age where he'd be really good for a shuttle run service. You know, he's a great guy, loves yeah. to hunt, but he didn't need to be out there right. beating his body up. So he was moving rigs and being a great help, um, absolutely, but not not on the hiking or the packing part. Yeah. So what happened after we left? So Saturday, no sheep. Sunday, sheep miss. Monday, take a day off. Did not hunt. So we all. left on Sunday. Yep. Yeah. 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 You guys left Sunday. So we you didn't even hunt Yeah, that next day. I think that's all. why we chose to leave. It's like, well, we're not even going to hunt for another day. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah, because yeah. we weren't yeah. going to hunt till Tuesday. And so well, we'll that helps just... justify our... our uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You only missed one day of hunting. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we're just... amateur, very amateur yeah. bow hunters. <laughs> we need we all the time. We... Yeah, you needed, the... <laughs> you needed that whole week to not kill. 
Yeah. And uh, no, so one of the things that I got from the class and talking to other sheep hunters, and I would repeat to anyone that talked to me about sheep hunting was take day three off. Monday was just physically whooped us. Mm-hmm. Or I'm sorry, Saturday physically whooped me. Sunday, um, yeah. Sunday was a uh, emotionally draining, terrible, missed the sheep of my lifetime. Yeah. Like absolutely deflating cloud zero. So take the third day off and, or you'll mentally and physically burn yourself out. So b- good thing about Heart Mountain is you have the hot springs there. I mean, like there was no, I yeah. woke up, I had a great Those breakfast. Those were sweet. Yeah. Had an awesome breakfast, no pressure. I did put some glass on the mountain just to be like, okay, well, it did something there's a sheep. Then. Yeah, cool. No, cool. And then go soak in the tub, uh, hot or uh, hot springs. Hot springs for a while, which was seriously nice, man. Come back down, take a nap. I mean, there was absolutely zero pressure mm-hmm. on us to hunt that, that next day because the next day, we met at three thirty in the morning um, <laughs> uh-huh. to start our long hike. Yeah, on the backside, but it uh, it was just an absolute zero pressure day. And you mentally, even though you're only hunting two days, it whooped me mm-hmm. the first two days. My feet, and this is where I talked about boots in the last. No, two podcasts ago, my feet were done, mm-hmm. like hamburger, like disgusting. That's what made me buy a premium boot. You know, Mitch was making fun of me. He's like, you bought a $400 boot. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you got a deal on a $400 boot. Yeah. No, I paid, I paid full pop. Full pop. Yeah. Okay. 450 bucks or something like that. But, you know, he's like, you, you need them. Because, yeah. you know, he saw how bad it was. I was just complaining the whole time we were walking around elk hunting. <laughs> My feet hurt. <laughs> and then, uh, but after that, I, you know, I started getting the nicer boots, but it wore, it seriously wore us out. We didn't, mm-hmm. I don't think we hunted that hard. Did we hunt pretty hard the first day there? Did we go down into the wilderness? No. No. The we, first day. We hunted the flats. I might be getting two years mixed up. Because we put up camp in the creek that year. Remember? In the creek. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, we hunted around. We didn't, didn't get over to anything. that area till Took two like, days for us like to the find the fourth out. day or something. Yeah. But uh, anyways, yeah, long story short, this hunt, seriously, you needed that third day. I totally agree with you because mm-hmm. I, I was drained. My feet hurt. It was bad. Not well, a good just, time. It, it, it was crazy to go from the highs and lows already by day two. Like, oh, my gosh, we found the sheep that I want to kill. Like, yeah. this is him to, holy crap, it didn't happen. What now? Yeah. It was the shittiest roller coaster hunt I had ever been on. That I mean, I'd never seen such highs and lows. I period. Just, I was just glad hunt. it wasn't my tag. Yeah. <laughs> I honestly didn't even want to walk back to the truck. I'm just really? like, what do we? Do? Like it was the most deflating feeling yeah. I think I've ever had hunting. On the bright side, you did find a, a cool rock. Yeah, I don't remember on, the name of it. But on it's, the, uh, on it's the, on my on mount now. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's pretty cool. So go ahead, take us into the next day of hunting. Three thirty in the morning, rendezvous at the uh, Hot Springs campground. And we go up behind uh, Barnhardy, mm-hmm. a little gated off road there. And the plan is to make good ground in the dark and be on the cliffs, kind of looking, overlooking the camp, like DeGarmo area and, and Hart and um, all those over there. And so we, we get way back in there and walk for a couple hours and set down. And it was super cool because it's still dark. Um, and then like every once in a while, you'll see like a nice pronghorn buck skyline himself, a shooting mm-hmm. star here, a satellite there, this, that. And then it's daylight, and then you're like, and there should be sheep here. And you look down, no sheep. And all we would do Mm -hmm. is just bump over the edge, look, look for a half hour, 45 minutes, back out a couple hundred yards, quarter mile, whatever it is, bump over and look, bump over and look, bump over and look. And then it's getting a little later in the day. I don't remember exactly the time. Probably after 12, maybe 1 or 2. 
And how hot's it getting? It's hot. And uh, I don't remember the temps, but when you're at, I can't remember what the top up there is, like 8,400 feet or something yeah. like that. Yeah. So at 8,000 feet, everything feels a little bit warmer than it would maybe at 500. But right. um, we finally get to like this little rock outcropping and it's got kind of like a dugout cave type thing. And just to avoid the sun and try to have a snack and cool, cool area, um, we kind of hide out there and, and then the, the jets show up and that's where mm. it gets pretty, yeah. pretty awesome. Tell me about what happened there. Cause that like, I was like, no, no, that yeah, didn't, so that these, didn't happen. <laughs> so, <laughs> I know anyone's like, you know, BS. BS. But, but, um, yeah. So in Klamath Falls, there's Kingsley field, which is, uh, they've got some type of military, uh, presence over there and they have a airport where they fly out of and they have their jets and they do a lot of trainings in the Southeast Oregon corner of mm-hmm. the state and, flying over the top of Heart Mountain Refuge happens to be one of them. And there was two of them flying, one quite a bit north of us, and then one kind of flying right over the top of us. And the one up north doesn't really show us any attention and takes off. And then this other one, you know that he sees us because he makes like, I don't remember, a couple laps. And he goes way north, heads west, goes south, comes back, and then goes again. And then um, he does this two or three times. And we're like, Hmm. huh, well... He must see us or something like he's, I don't know, he's giving us a show. Like, that's really cool. Part mm-hmm. of the benefit of being up here is cool. We're going to watch a really great show. And then he comes in pretty low, mm-hmm. lower than I would have thought a pilot should be flying over there. But <laughs> um, comes in pretty low and then shoots a flare and just, and I'm like. So he flies low and shoots a flare like upside down. Yeah, he goes upside down and really dumps a flare. That's cool. And I was like, wow, that was pretty neat. And then we're kind of just sitting there and we're like, well, we think he, we all think there's three of us, me, Jeff and Eric. We're like, we think he knows that we're here. And it's like, do you think, then we're starting to like do this connect the dot thing. (laughs) Do you think he knows we're hunting? We're like, yeah, maybe not. Do you think he knows we're hunting sheep? And then it's just like, (laughs) well, when you're desperate. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) When you're like (laughs) the low of the low, you're like making up stories in your mind. It's like, yeah. Do you think he knows we're hunting? that were hunting sheep and did he spot sheep and he shot a flare over the top of the sheep? Like, <laughs> okay. Then you start kind of like, and then it's just like 10 or 15 minutes of just talking about it. And it's like, nah. Okay. So let's put, <laughs> put on our packs and then we actually get packs put on completely buckle down, buckle down. And then we look, and we're like, we have to look under where the smoke of that flare is. We just have like, we'll never know if he helped us or not. And so Eric and I pop, pop over and Eric, how far like, was it from you? The sheep? No, the flare quarter mile to the north oh really it was close okay um but where we're sitting like it's we're on the it's a big kind of ridge and we're where we can't we're not skyline so we can't see the other side of the ridge at all and uh so we're probably yeah quarter mile maybe half mile Hmm. and uh but we can't see anything in this big big bowl and uh under the smoke of the flare which we should have looked over the side. <laughs> Apparently the entire time there was a couple of rams feeding. <laughs> so there's three rams walking north that we can see almost immediately under like the, the smoke flare. Really? Yeah. And it's like, holy Nikes, this guy just, he knows we're hunting now. We know that. He's got some serious yeah, eyes. He knows where she, I was like, <laughs> well, that's what I was thinking. I was like, how in the heck is he spotting those things going <laughs> right. that fast? Like and there's a reason he's flying that jet. Yeah. <laughs> it was impressive. Yeah. And so it was like, he knows we're hunting. He knows we're hunting sheep and he found sheep for us. Oh yeah. my gosh. So then it's like, holy crap. Like that's there's crazy. your, yeah. And I tell people, I was like, that's my taxpayer money at work. Finally, like, <laughs> thank right. you so much. And, uh, so the plan is like, okay, well 
there's rams and they're three-quarter curl and anything that big on that heart mountain is going to be 150 or better that's mm -hmm. kind of the general guidelines that we were getting and so we make a big again half moon to get the wind right to get out in front of them we drop all of our packs i take a rangefinder shooting sticks in my 270 hmm. and then eric takes shooting sticks and 270 or i don't know if he had shooting sticks no he had a bipod on his he had no shooting sticks and we leave jeff in like this dry lake bed up on the flap <laughs> and uh yeah he ended up falling asleep he doesn't help her like <laughs> so we leave him there and we we snake around and we get under this like really big rock outcropping where it's all sh shadowed in like no one can see us like and we're going to work our way work our way and we're like all right they're going to be right here and we pop over the edge and there's nothing and it's like mm -hmm. okay well they didn't go at the bottom they didn't get past us on the high end here they must not have made it this far so it's like let's just stop and because like you think you're 30 seconds from shooting a sheep you're mm -hmm. out of breath like the excitement level is so high that like you're not even moving but you can't breathe hmm. and so um, we just take a minute, we compose ourselves, we stop, we think, and we're like, okay, they're going to be right over here. And we're just sitting down, and Eric just happens to look down and like catches like the reflection of a ram's curl hmm. bedded under a juniper. And he's like, holy, there they are. And uh, How far away? I, I want to say this. I'm trying to remember the range amount. 176, I think. Oh, so they're close. Yeah, shootable. So 176 yards. And so instantly, like a rock placed by God for Eric is right there for him to <laughs> lay his rifle on perfectly mm -hmm. so his ram is bedded absolutely broadside under a juniper uh -huh. in the shade uh perfectly looking uh just kind of out and down around the basin and we're up above him and then so i spend what feels like 10 or 15 minutes trying to get shooting sticks trying to get something in place to shoot there's another ram at the nose end of his nose of, of eric's ram's nose there's another one laying perpendicular to him almost facing straight up the hill hmm. and so i end up shooting at this one, so I get 10 to 15 minutes, and we finally, it was only a few minutes, get everything situated. And the whole entire time throughout the hunt, uh, Eric and I were going, you know, wouldn't it be cool to shoot two at, a, two at the same time? And it's like, well, what would that be like? And we're like, all right, one, two, three, boom. One, mm -hmm. two, three, boom. And we would say this to each other over and over and over while we're hiking and walking and mm -hmm. just randomly, hey, Eric, one, two, three, boom, just to try to build the rhythm. And, uh, so they're both bedded there. Again, his is broadside um, facing to the south, and mine is laying uh, facing east. And so I look at him. He looks at me. You ready? Mm. Yep, I'm ready. One, two, three, boom. His takes the 270 um, right to the shoulder. He tries to get up, so he hits him one more time. Mm -hmm. And his tucks under the juniper that his was already laying under. Mine took a bullet through the shoulder, stood up, and they did the whole, like, drunk head wobble, 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 and fell mm -hmm. over backwards down a cliff, down a rock shell, into the bottom of the canyon. Oh, Classic. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Because <clears throat> I was like, oh, well, that's cool. They couldn't have died right next to each other. Yeah. Um, How far did it fall? From where he got hit to where he stopped. Yeah. 100 yards. Oh, wow. That's pretty far. Yeah. It wasn't like a straight. It was like a almost like a like a slide like not like straight down fell off a cliff but like he rolled and rolled and rolled and rolled and rolled down the shell <laughs> well didn't you have to shoot like around his horn or through his horn yeah or no like i that? had to shoot through the horn <laughs> and i even told eric before we did and i was like dude the only shot because he was facing to the to the east but he was like head kind of down and the curl of the horn was blocking the shoulder and i told eric i said i have to put it through his horn like there's no mm -hmm. i have no other 
ethical vile shot that I could do. And you can see where the 270 grazed through the horn mm-hmm. and punched him right in the shoulder. That's pretty cool. It was pretty cool. But it was like, I told Eric before I pulled the trigger, I was like, I have, this is it. And uh, it was really interesting because if we had more tag holders there, we could have shot more sheep. Because what we didn't know was there was a total of five or six sheep bedded there. Mm. We only saw those two. And then we were like, well, good enough for us. You know, I think his is, I can't remember what his scored. Um, I think we both wanted 150s. And mm-hmm. I think it was like green. I think his green scored like 152 and mine green scored 150. So they really? were both right on the, and we're like, man, good enough for us. And, um, we we're both just beyond excited that each other were successful. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was so cool. Cause after the one, two, three, boom, both of us didn't know the other guy shot. Oh, really? It was so in unison. Like that it was just like, did you shoot? Cause I shot, <laughs> you know, it's like, <laughs> and and it was it was pretty cool because like then it was like hugging and yelling and whooping and hollering and uh-huh. like the most just um, relief. Probably. Yeah, it was like it was such a weird feeling because it's like super excitable. Oh my gosh, I just satisfied a once in a lifetime tag. Mm-hmm. Great story, awesome hunt, good people. And then at the same time, the immediate realization is I can never do this again. Mm-hmm. It was almost like as strong of a feeling of so excitement. Brief. Yeah, it was like in Oregon. I can never do this again. Yeah. And so it was kind of like, this is the pinnacle of, this is of what I can do here. Yeah. So it was like, and it's over. Mm-hmm. Then the packing and all that. But, um, yeah, so we, we shoot the sheep. We don't go down and get them right away. We let them, you know, expire there and they were done right away, but just take a minute, soak it in. And we go up and get Jeff and we've all been working super hard. It's super hot, hiking a lot. And he's passed out. And it's like, Hey Jeff, <laughs> Hey Jeff. Jeff and then like I'm like oh man probably sunburn he have like heat stroke or something like we go up and kick him and then he finally starts like stirring around hey guys and I was like hey <laughs> we found the sheep and he's like did you shoot him I'm like yeah you get him no what I missed again <laughs> are you kidding me and then he got into that super uh, grouchy like instant. <laughs> really are you serious guy and like no we got him let's go you know kind of yeah. thing we got all the packs and by it the was, end of it, you're going to wish you missed. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Taking care of one sheep that yeah. far back is a chore. Now how big are these things? They're way bigger than I think anyone would think of a sheep. Like, yeah. And I'm not saying like they're bigger than any rock but like they're fairly large in size. Um, bigger than a mule deer? Oh, yeah. yeah. Probably this like of a big mule deer. And uh, as far back as we were and in the hole that we were in, mm-hmm. you know, it's one of those easier... It's easier just to crawl out than walk out. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's kind of really? one of those things. And uh, just taking care of one of them is a chore, and it's like, oh, crap. Now we've got two. So we quarter his up, and we lay it up in a juniper to try to get some air to it and cool mm-hmm. to it. And then we go down to mine, photo op, take care of it. And then as we're taking care of it, this plane flies back over the top. <laughs> and I was like, oh, cool. Like A jet? Yeah, a jet. Uh-huh. Another jet comes by. And I'm like, oh, we're talking. I was like, as I'm like standing over my ram with the legs and I'm cleaning him and mm-hmm. taking care of him, I was like, oh, I wonder if that's the same same guy before. <laughs> so he makes two or three passes. And then he comes down into the bowl we're in and he goes upside down. He does like a couple rolls and then stays upside down and shoots like, I don't remember, five, six, seven, eight flyers. Boop, 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 <laughs> really? Right over the top and then takes off. Oh, and it's that's like, so cool. It was kind of like we all gave him like a thumbs up, you yeah. know, as he flies by. And it was like he knew what we were doing. And I think he came in to check on us. We need to find out that guy's name and buy him a beer. <laughs> I thought about like sending him a package of backstrap or yeah. something because I still have just a little bit left. Uh-huh. 
And uh, I thought about it since that day, but like at the same time, I was like, man, I don't want to get the guy in trouble. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. So he was shooting flares. He was shooting flares <laughs> during fire season yeah. over Heart Mountain. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was worth it. <laughs> well, the, so we get all the meat cut up, and um, you know, we get all the quarters, and we call. Um, so this is the point where we're out of water, out of we have no more fluids. Like yeah, we're out, and we end up making a phone call. They go talk to the refuge headquarter guy, uh, Jeff McKay great guy and we get permission to have a vehicle driven back there mm. through the closed gate to get our our game out that's pretty cool it was pretty cool how much did that cut off of your hike well your pack <laughs> so the instructions were to stay on the road mm-hmm. so back there there is one main road and off of that one main road there are spur roads mm-hmm. the communication was lost where <laughs> Don't take a spur road. Oh. So my definition of a road is a two-lane track that is pre-existing prior to me being there. So, (laughs) (laughs) and it was evident that other people had driven this somehow. I don't know whose refuge vehicles or whatever. That was a spur road. So the vehicle got driven all the way out the spur, which is a few miles in there. Mm -hmm. And uh, we loaded it up. Well, they came up there and saw that we weren't on the main road. Mm -hmm. So... Instead of having us pack the rest of the meat back to the truck, the truck immediately had to be taken out. Really? So then we had to then go back and get the rest of the head and the rest of the quarters and then hike them all the way out to the gate. Oh, they said, sorry, now you have to go all the way out. Yeah. Oh, wow. So now that you got your truck back here and you you didn't stay on the main two track, that's not what our expectation was uh-huh. as a refuge and we want you out of here. Really? So it wasn't like hostile or was anything like that. It was, just, I mean, well... We had a conversation about the definition of a road and what that would look like, and like <laughs> everyone was civil about it. Yeah. Um, again, they were. It was such a blessing just to get that first little pack out. Yeah. And save us six mile, eight miles round trip. Um, but wow. the last one, we had to go back down because the last thing we took out were the heads. We got all the meat out and everything that we could right away, and then um, had that taken down to start getting cleaned and went back in for the heads in the last few quarters. But I mean, it's probably six miles out, maybe. Jeez. And then we're super disoriented. We had no more water left. Um, underprepared, really. Mm-hmm. And you get up top, and it's crazy when you become so exhausted and fatigued and out of water, like your brain starts playing tricks on you. You're on top of this big flat now. We even had a GPS location of the truck, and we're like, there's no way that's the way to the truck. Really? There's no way. Yeah, and it's like, GPS says, go this way. And we're like, no, that can't be right. Something happened. Mm. So we went left. Instead of going right. Really? Yeah. Like your mind was like, oh, geez. There's no way the truck's over there. I remember that hill. It's dark. You can't tell. But I was like, there's no <laughs> way. We came over the top of that. We went left a mile and a half the wrong way. Oh, geez. On the way out. Mm-hmm. So then you have to make up the mile and a half to get back to where you were to then make the other six miles. Mm-hmm. And it's like, holy smoke. So, I mean, we got out way, 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 way late. But I remember complaining about my feet hurting the whole time. I'm like, I stopped so many times. <laughs> I mean, it was just like, I need a break. Yeah. Two minutes. I need a break. Two minutes. Well, this ground is so uneven. I rolled my ankle probably fifty times. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't know. Like legitimately, my ankles would just buckle, 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 buckle over and over and over and over again. The crazy thing is, you think two days ago I could have shot a sheep visible from pavement. If you had a thousand yard gun, you probably could have done it from the truck. I could have shot off the hood, of the pig. <laughs> yeah, and had eight people to carry him out for yeah. me, and I never would have had to touch him. Yeah, and then <laughs> you do this, and it's just like. 
Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, it was a super rewarding experience, but it's like, oh my gosh, like so physically and mentally demanding and just the highs and lows, even after the harvest. Oh, like an emotional rush. Like, oh, we get our truck put back here. Mm-hmm. We're going to be just, we're going to be out of here in no time. This is awesome too. Oh, they got to take out two shoulders and some back straps. Now we got to get the rest of it out on our back, which is fine. We were planning on doing it, mm-hmm. but just to have that mental, oh, we could have our pickups in here now. Right. No, no, you don't. That sucks. So it's just kind of, again, miscommunication and uh, some tempers were <clears throat> displayed. But the next day we all met at the he- retru- uh, refuge headquarters because mm-hmm. they have to drill and tap your ram and tap mm-hmm. a number into the back of it for a legal harvest. And then it was checked out by either Fish and Wildlife or a federal employee. And everyone was in good spirits. And really? We apologize for the miscommunication. They apologize. You know, so it was no harm, no foul there. It was just everyone left on good terms. But um, for a minute, it got tense hmm. a little bit. Yeah, I would have been like, well, let's just let us drive out to where we're supposed to be then. Yeah, you know? yeah. just leave the truck at the intersection and we'll walk it. It would have saved us <clears throat> five miles. Really? Miles. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. But again, we shot him back there knowing that we couldn't have the trucks back there. Yeah. It was just deflating once the trucks were able to come back. Right. To then have to have them turned around. Well, it's, it's pretty strict there. I mean, you can't even shoot a coyote. You can't even shoot a cougar. No. I mean, his his or concern was fire danger, and I get it fire danger better than most. Right. Like, I'm totally aware yeah. of all the risks involved there, and um, I would never want anything to happen, and I'm, you know, I totally respect his concerns on not having vehicles in certain areas. Right. Um, the main road was nicer than most of the roads on the refuge, but <laughs> up there, because there's some rough roads in there, but... Um, yeah, it was crazy awesome. The fighter pilot, the shoot shoot two at one time, mm. making a lifelong friend with Eric. Yeah, um, you guys still keep in touch today. Oh yeah, That's yeah. Cool. So, um, can't remember the last time I talked to him. He he sent me a picture. Oh, he's like, oh, I got another ram. Really? Like, oh, because this guy goes on like amazing hunts all the time. He's like, hey, I got another ram. I'm like, send me a pic. And it was like a Dodge Ram 3500. <laughs> and I was like, oh, well. uh, that's fun. so yeah, it was a few months back, but it's cool to just. Every once in a while, once every couple months, just drop them a text or a call. And, yeah. And keep in touch. But um, so, so after you guys tagged out, did you hang around the refuge at all or do anything or hit I think the hot springs up again? Yeah, we spent an entire day. Like, the thing was like, oh, my gosh, that was the worst night ever. We finally got our rams <laughs> out. Let's just sleep in. Well, in my travel trailer, I picked the wrong place to sleep because I had it facing to where the sun was rising and like oh. I got hit r- way early in the morning with just sunlight in my face. And I was like, Oh, time to get up. And then it was, um, get up, go soak in the hot springs. Um, we had put the Rams in a trailer mm-hmm. to keep them cold and then, uh, take them to Jeff McKay, have him tap, plug, score, measure, which was like really cool to see him go through them, score them. Um, it was really interesting because Eric's Ram was a year older than mine. He was broomed off, didn't have lamp tips, but being a year older than mine, my bases on my Ram were like three quarters of an inch bigger than his on both. Really? Yeah, which was pretty cool. But his carried much more mass way further throughout the horn. Yeah. So mine tapered out real fast. It got narrow real quick, and I lost a lot of points there. Um, well, I've always heard that age is what builds big Ram or makes big Rams, not actually less than genetics. It's more age. Yeah, you got to get the age on them to carry the mass all the way out. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, so, yeah, for mine to be seven and a half and his to be eight and a half and mine to have half inch, a three quarter inch bigger bases. I was like, mm-hmm. cause even Jeff, the rent refuge guy, he was just like, that's not right. Like really? he, he did Eric's first and then he did mine. And he's like, no, nah, that's not, he like measured the bases of my Ram like four times. He's like, huh. there's no way. 
And then we're like, what? And he's like, these bases are bigger than that base. And, and all of us are like, there's no way. That ram, side by side, you wouldn't even think are within 10 inches of each other. Mm-hmm. But just with the bases and, and the length and everything, he scored decent. Um, but it was really cool to see him go through the process and take like a drill, mm-hmm. drill the back of the horn. Imagine that's pretty a number. Like, oh, crap. He's drilling into my animal. Yeah, it was like super nerve-wracking because you're like, oh, my God, I just worked so hard for this. And, yeah. And, but – I mean, then you think they hit each other all the time and beat their, I mean, so they're pretty tough. <laughs> right. So I was like, oh, okay. But I was just like, please don't break. Please don't break. Please don't break. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it was really cool. And it was really cool to see him go through all the stuff he did. And and then uh, write a, I wrote a little story on it afterward. And then um, he wrote a story, I think, for Hunt and Fool that got published. Really? And Hunt and Fool on it. Um, you, you made your own short story book. Yeah. I have like a, I don't remember how many page book, but actually wrote like a book on the hunt and it was pretty cool. And, um, I actually had a few clients of mine, like buy it and bring it in. And I had signed it for them. <laughs> and, um, but it was pretty neat because on some of the forms I'm on to, some people they're like, Oh, tell us a story about it. I wrote mm. this. I was like, here it is. It's a 48 page story. <laughs> and they're like, you really wrote like a small book on this thing. Like when people joke about people writing books and you actually went and did it, I'm like, well, can't ever do it again. So, yeah, but it was just, well, you you sell those like not for a profit or anything. You make it you yeah, make it, it free online. It. Yeah, and so um, what what it's a self publishing thing, and um, you can actually put like your own markup price. Like, I want the book to sell for oh, this okay. many dollars. Yeah, the publishing group automatically takes so much, so you have to market it to where you want to make a profit or where your margin is. Yeah, um, I made a zero dollar margin, and yeah. I made the book free for online. So I was like. I want anyone and everyone who wants to read it to read it yeah. and not have to pay for it. Well, uh, give you give that thing a shout out real quick so people can go find it. Yeah, so it's on. Uh, we can just Google um, Heart Mountain. Uh, the name of the book is uh, Heart Mountain Bighorn Double Tap. Oh, I thought it was gonna be. I was stranded by my brother on a bighorn hunt. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's on chapter two. Oh. <laughs> but no, the the book's pretty cool too because it goes through like the draw process. It goes through finding out, it goes through the scouting and there's some photos included day one, day two, day three, day four. I mean, mm-hmm. it goes through, through everything, but, um, yeah, it was really, really cool, but it it was super sad when it was over, but it's like, I never want to do that again is what I was thinking. Like two days after I was like, I hurt so bad. And then it's like a year or two later, you're like, I yeah, want to do that. I want to do, do another sheep. Hunt. Yeah. <laughs> but it was, it was pretty cool to share it with the people I had and I just hope that someone in our family or friends draws another one. Yeah. Well, we know a family here in town that I think three of them, three of them out of that family have got four. it. Four now. And so now they know the Weaver name is in the system. So eventually maybe maybe they'll draw my name. I, I don't know. I don't care who I'm gets it. I'm superstitious when it comes to that stuff. As long as – I would love to just be involved in another one. Yeah. Um, there's a guy that I met at the store at Plush, and his buddy drew one this year, and I'm kind of just waiting on – <laughs> the phone call waiting on a phone call and an invite to come over and yeah. show them how to how to do it over on there but yeah um yeah I, I mean i'd be stoked to go on another one i don't know that so have drawing heart mountain um my wife does not put in for heart mountain not because of how bad or how hard or whatever but just the quality of sheep so if i do if my family my household gets another one it won't be on heart yeah so i put in for one this year that had the best odds um and then there's there's some some other reasons put in for it i can't remember what it was called but it had one of the best odds and really nice rams, one seventies. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like truly a one fifty, one sixty ram is a beautiful yeah. ram, like for California. Yeah, 
They don't have to be it's at big. 170. Yeah. But. Well, even seeing Bob at 157-ish, that yeah, was a big I, ram. I don't I know mean, if he would have gone 160, but he was close. Yeah, he was pushing it. Yeah. Um, I mean, he was bigger. He, he, he was definitely bigger than the ones that you guys got in every yeah. way possible. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I think Eric's green scored 154. Hmm. So and he was quite a bit bigger than that. Yeah. So hindsight, what would be some things that you would change going into that or maybe do different? For just preparation, or? yeah, for for just the whole process. If he if somebody gets this tag, what would be some things that you would we would have loved to have known prior? Hmm. Um. Well, I learned through the scouting process, um, but to like, I guess shorten a person's timeline and learning. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't have to camp all the way up top at camp uh, the Heart Springs. We camped at the Triple C or Three C camp, and you could legitimately have a chance of waking up, starting a fire putting out your lawn chair, spotting a ram from camp, and shooting them from the bottom. Um, There's super a chance. Easy. There's, There's a, a chance. chance. A lot of country. A lot of country, and we saw a bunch of sheep there. And then um, pack a lot of water, a lot more yeah. than you think you're going to need because it sucks when you run out. Yeah. And good boots. Good boots. Um, shooting, realistically, if you can shoot. So, you know, I missed the one at 226 or something. Shot the one at like 176. So... 250 to 300 yards be comfortable to shoot out yeah. to 300 um could you get it done in there with a bow you think i know i know a guy that did do it with a bow really yeah so it can be done um there's enough broken terrain in there yeah we just were we were like 176 or something and i was like no need to get any closer yeah let's just do it right i don't care if i would have done it with a muzzleloader i would want to knock off another 50 yards and probably maybe could have mm-hmm. i don't know um but we're like eh, 170 and change we'll do it from here yeah um i would communicate with other hunters, your plan, if you vibe that they would leave you alone. Um, I was super nervous about. It's a risk. It's. I was playing pretty tight to the chest for a while. And we actually even met the other Oregon resident hunter, a young kid and his dad. And it was like, what are you doing up here during scouting? <laughs> oh, we're just looking. Huh. You know, what are you looking for? Because we're just looking too. Yeah. Sheep. Oh, cool. Yeah, us too. You know, and then it's like, then like I share a little info, you share a little info. Yeah. I share. And it's like. Um, he, the child, twelve year old kid, ended up not killing one. Yeah, and so um, he wasn't really even into it though. From what from what yeah, I yeah, it didn't seem like it. Um, I think he sh- I think he definitely I think well he shot at a few. Oh, um, did he? Yeah. So I know he had and he worked hard. Yeah. Um, but maybe you know maybe that's something to think about for a kid too. Is at twelve years old that might not be the hunt to put in for. <laughs> but mm-hmm. a lot of people put their kids in and. I would just say make sure your kid's ready. Yeah. If you're going to put a 12-year-old through that. I don't know if I'd put a 12-year-old in for that hunt. It's almost one of those things, oh, what are the chances he gets drawn? Yeah, but. but they're I mean, pretty darn good for kids, it seems like. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I was just like, man. It's almost doing them a disservice because, I mean, yeah, they got the tag, but they're not going to be able to do what is necessary right. probably to get them the best I've shot. I've seen some kids out there that grind, but you have to know your own kid, I guess. Yeah. And, and is this a good time for him to draw the tag or not? Because right. if you once you burn that tag up, like you're done. Right. So that was kind of a even if you don't kill one. Uh, I've, I'm not sure. Mm. Um, I don't want to test it. <laughs> so, so like, I mean, I'm gonna have kids hunting pretty soon, and it's like that's right. I don't know that I'd put him in for for a sheep tag that that early. I don't know. Yeah, that's a tough one. It's weird that my three year old has a point in Montana what? for sheep. Really. Your three-year-old does? Yeah. How's that even work? You have to be one. 
Oh my gosh, I'm moving to Montana. So my kids. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> what if he drew? Yeah, what? <laughs> point well, saver. You, you point have saver, to wait to be I a guess. certain age to hunt. Okay. But I can buy him points. So he's already getting points. Father of the year. Well, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> so it's $150 a point. Can you buy me points for Christmas? Probably. Actually, <laughs> actually, they have to be bought in Montana, I think, by September 30th. Oh, you can buy them for next year. Maybe October 30th for <laughs> Wyoming. Uh, so, Speak of them. There he is right there. Hey, come on in, bud. So um, so closing up here, uh, is there anything that you uh, that you want to add onto the Heart Mountain? No, it was uh, super awesome. Um, so my son was born on 7-11. Uh, three weeks after we found out that we drew the tag, I ended up buying a travel trailer for the hunt, which is probably like the most expensive elaborate purchase you can make for a hunt, but right. <laughs> it made it appropriate for the family to come over and sleep and camp. And it, I think it made a difference. It made me want to get one. Uh, I've sold it since then. Cause we use that, we use that wall tent for most of our stuff and just having like the nice cooled. It's pretty nice to be like, oh, there's a shower, there's a well, bed. Mitch there's... and I have since upgraded to glamping when we go elk hunting. <laughs> we have this yeah. cabin we rent. <laughs> yeah, Unless a... you can worry about that as a hunting yeah. matter. Showers, food, electricity, heat if you need it, and your spirits are always high. That's right. Yeah. Unless you uh, shoot like me and ruin <laughs> Ruin an opportunity like last year. As long as you keep taking, what is it, Shelby over there? Yeah. You guys will be Yeah, okay. she's the only killer out of the group. Well, I know. No, Mitch got one last year, too. That's right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Show some respect. I got oh, it done. Geez. You got it done. <laughs> day, day after her. So Good. Yeah. I, yeah. I wasn't, you know, I, I like Shelby a lot. <laughs> but when I saw what she did to that bull. Yeah. yeah I, it was like, oh, it's on. Oh, I was happy for her, but part yeah. of me was not. it was it was super cool to involve the whole family and yeah having um owen my oldest there was awesome and having my newborn it was kind of weird having my mom hold my one month old Mm -hmm. and like blankets in a chair while i'm looking for sheep with my five-year-old you know it's kind of just like surreal to have all your family there and it was super awesome and um it was really cool and now he wants to He's been talking to me the last week about draws, statistics, and hunts, and yeah. so he's getting all jacked up at seven. Um, so in two more years, we're going to start building some points for him. You're going to make Uncle, Uncle Garrett take you, though, aren't you? Not if you want to kill anything. <laughs> Maybe. So-so. So you've seen the way you shoot, dude. <laughs> it's like Garrett's a, a well, target killer. you're really killer. good at finding stuff. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, you have to be when you miss all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh yeah, yeah. He's talking. Trash I had to buy. All, I had to buy all these mounts in here. Yeah. <laughs> so it so. was super awesome, but it was it was cool, and I hope to go on another one, and maybe Mitchell will draw one, or you'll draw yeah. one. Yeah. Well, when my kid's twenty and has seventeen points, maybe he'll draw something. Yeah. Not you. You can't have twenty points. <laughs> well, thanks, man, for coming on here. I wanted to air out this this whole Bighorn thing because it's such an epic experience, and and not using that word lightly. Who else has an F sixteen fighter jet story mixed in with their Bighorn hunt and actually used it to kill a Bighorn? It was wicked awesome, and then the fact that he came back mm-hmm. to say like good job, yeah, and shoot like six seven more flares. He's over probably the top. thinking, hey, Captain, I, I yeah. forgot to fly over I here. Gotta go check. <laughs> And I was like, I talked to the refuge manager afterwards, and he's like, yeah, we're not a huge fan of them shooting flares over our dry grass. <laughs> <laughs> I am. <laughs> and I was like, well, worked out well for me. Yeah. But it was awesome. Yeah, I'm happy to share the story. And um, 
willing to share with anyone that wants to hear it. So. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you letting us be a part of it. You know, for it was the, fun to have you guys over, and we ate good yeah, while you were there. Had a lot of great laughs. Yeah. Mitch's dad's a good cook, and Mitch is always camp cook. Yeah. He's yeah. a good freaking cook, man. It was awesome. It was good to have you Thank guys there. You. You're welcome. You're good. Thank you for cooking, camp patron. I am. <laughs> I'm a very supportive. Oh yeah, you cooked the crap out of that. It'll yeah. be it'll be interesting <laughs> now that well our first podcast we did was for draw odds. Yeah. And now that that's over, we got an elk tag and and mule deer tags. So mom, Jeff, my three year old's going, my wife's going, and I'm going. <laughs> so it's like this will be interesting to see. Yeah. How how deer camp goes, what kind of meals we get, what kind of sleep we get, taking the three year old for the first time, and that'll be awesome. I, I don't can... know about the seven year old. I don't know if he's gonna go yet. We have to talk to his mom. Yeah. I uh, convinced myself prior to the draw that I don't need to look because I know I'm not going to draw anything. I know. You were like, oh, it's fine. It's, <laughs> it's fine, go. man. I'm not going to draw anything. Well, I drew what I earned. You know, I had the points for the for the bow yep. tag this year. And yeah. That'll be awesome. You're but, either disappointed by not getting what you thought you were going to get or you get exactly what you thought you'd get. I think I'm kind of disappointed that we drew it just because now it's competing with the Mount Emily bull tag. That uh, uh, Shelby drew. Yeah, that's, that Shelby drew. And I'm not afraid to say that tag because everybody yeah. already knows about it. And she got it with six points. Yeah, we so. got a spike doe tag for Central Melrose, which is second choice, like almost a gimme. And then we got our mule deer tag, and then we got the Tioga muzzleloader tag. Yeah. Which I'm jacked for. Yeah. Well, we got we got another tag I even forgot about. Well, we're going to be hunting elk in uh, January. Yeah, well, Heck we yeah. might not be. It, yeah, if we're successful in September. Which one did you guys do? You do the tag? Late, late yeah. season. That's a tough one, tag. though. It's, it's only be like, tough, but you can find bulls. Oh, yeah, they're out. Yeah. But it's only like a 6% success well, rate. What I like about 10%. that one is uh, if you find a nice sunny day, they're, oh, they're, out. they're out. Yeah, in January, they're just yeah. sunning themselves. Yeah, just, and the traffic is way low. Yeah, the hardest part is finding a nice sunny day. In January. In January. <laughs> <laughs> well, roads you can pass. Yeah, yeah. I'm not to buy my Waco permit this year. There's no way around. We're it. buying one too yep. for yep. the house, just because yep. we have two two muzzleloader tags. Yep. And yep. So, all right, man. Well, that's. Uh, I think that's a podcast. So. Perfect. And thanks for the awesome story and yep. uh, and for sharing with with the audience here. Is there anything you want to add, Mitch, before uh, we get going here? No, you guys have told this story, and that's what this is. Yeah. The Bighorn sheep story. Yeah. Well, you were a part of it. So. Yeah. You know, you guys. You have it under control. It was awesome to have you yeah. guys there, though. I mean, it was cool. and um, I, I enjoyed the laughs. Yeah. Yeah. I it can't was, think it was of fun. another hunt that I've, like, just of all the hunts I've been on and all the yeah. successful and non-successful harvests that I could be like, let me tell you a story. <laughs> like, a lot of them are like, we hiked over the ridge, we sat where the deer were going to be, we glassed and we shot them. Yeah. I mean, like. This didn't go like that. No, it was, it was a little different. <laughs> So, all right, guys. Well, let's wrap this thing up. And cool. I'm sure I'm going to have one or both of you on the uh, podcast in the future. So, uh, thanks for coming on to the show. And I'll see you guys on the next one. All right, thank you. All right. See ya. See ya. All right, guys. That's this week's episode of the podcast. I really do hope you enjoyed it. If you can, leave a five-star review. And uh, from the last episode with Bob, uh, he's giving away a Ready Nutrients nutrition system this is a couple hundred dollar system that we're going to give away to one lucky listener uh, we're going to do it live but one way that i want to get you entered is by leaving a five-star review with a comment let me know something that you've done how did you pay it forward to something you know for a lot of folks it's not about being able to go out and say i did something but if you did something good for somebody i want to hear about it and i want to enter you in the contest so 
let me know. Now is the time to brag. Now is the time to say, hey, you know, I helped this guy on the side of the road. I gave this guy a tip on where this buck was. Whatever it is, tell me some of the good things that are happening out there, especially if you're one of them. And uh, love to hear what you guys have to say. So hopefully you guys enjoy this episode. I'll see you on the next one. Bye.